Hello and welcome to What Will We Watch, where we watch our favorite childhood movies that we've yet to revisit as adults and reflect on our memory of them. My name is Willem Osland, and today we're heading back to 1994, one of the best years in time, because it's my birth year. Renee's birth year, too? 93. Oh. And uh, we are heading back there to watch one of the best movies of the year, D2, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> The only thing tougher than turning losers into champions is doing it twice. The Mighty Ducks are back. Oh, no. Their game is as good as ever. Haven't you guys been training in the offseason? I knew we forgot something. But they're adding some new players. Yeah! And now. They're heading to California for the World Championships. This year, the team to beat is Iceland. We'll see you on the ice. Ice is bigger, stronger. More facial hair. But if they want to go for the gold, they'll have to learn to become a team again. Move together. We came here as a team, and we're leaving here as a team. My guest today is a terrific musician, singer, songwriter. And uh, he has a terrific taste in movies, too. Rene Assant? Yeah, hey, Will. You have a last name that I can never pronounce. Assant. Assant. Yeah. It's great. I get Assant a lot, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> or Croissant. I like, uh, I like Assant. <sighs> I don't. Yeah. I don't. Should I re-record your intro? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> All right, Rene. Um, <laughs> you came to me with D2, The Mighty Ducks. The greatest sports movie of all time i think it is i really <laughs> think it gets up there it's jerry Maguire. oh yeah D2. but without tom cruise instead of tom cruise they have amelia which is perfect yeah uh would never replace them in both movies i wouldn't put tom cruise in i would put tom cruise in mighty ducks that actually yeah maybe that's a better movie maybe maybe no 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 amelia is irreplaceable all love for amelia <laughs> All right, uh, so what is, just kind of starting off, what is your relationship to movies and TV? Um, just always grew up, like, around movies and TV. My parents loved, my dad loved action movies, like a lot of the lamer 80s ones, mm -hmm. thought they were amazing. Like what? We also thought they were. Um, a lot of the, like, off-brand Jackie Chan movies, oh. a lot, so like... Drunken uh, Master? Yeah, ish. Okay. Um, there's one called, like, Who Am I? Yeah. Which, like, he falls out of a helicopter or something and loses his memory, and he's like, who am I? Oh, it's kind of and it's that like thing. Overboard, but with Jackie oh, Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know, we just rented movies so much as a family, and we'd watch, like, the weirdest movies sometimes, and then mm -hmm. we just fell in love with, like, Dumb and Dumber and Wayne's World and stuff like that as well. Every Christmas, since I can remember, we've watched Christmas Vacation on Christmas Eve. And then, like, coming home from school, we had only the three channels that you could get yep me too and then like one of them was fuzzy but at like four it would start with the simpsons and then seinfeld so we'd always be there to watch that because we're like we're gonna watch that that's the best tv we can see so we we're yeah and that type of stuff and then kevin and tony both really got like heavy into it and heavy into comedy and it just kind of all like rubbed off on me so you're the youngest right i'm the youngest yeah okay so i kind of have this running theory on the podcast which is if you're the youngest uh you have if, if, if you're the oldest, yeah. you're usually discovering stuff for yourself. Yeah. And then if you're the youngest, it's almost like you have a funnel. 
yeah. of, uh, of personalities and of tastes funneling into you. So you usually have a more diverse taste. Totally. But with Tony, my oldest brother, he was doing less of the discovering. He was more of like the video game discovery mm-hmm. type person. So like played a lot of Halo and Tony bought the Xbox and a computer. And then Kevin was the one downloading music and showing us TV shows. So Kevin was the one, I think, who really like inspired both of our tastes. Yeah. And he was the middle one. Interesting. So, yeah. I wonder how that works. I think good. And you, and you guys are three boys? Yeah. Yeah, so you guys all really fed off each yeah. other. And then we also lived together in Vancouver for five years as well. Must have been a fun house. It's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into uh, Mighty Ducks. Um, how old were you when you first watched it? I don't remember. I think I've, like, I remember this movie just being something I've re- knew about my whole life. Because it came out 94, right? So... Yeah. I would have been one, and my brother would have been five. So he would have been like the prime age to start watching it. So I think it just has always been on my whole life. And did he watch, was that, that was the second one. Did he watch the first one? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, because like once I, like when I can remember, I remember both of us just loving it. Because we were both hockey players. We grew up skating, so it just like was always in our life. And like all our friends loved it too. Those are some of my favorite movies. Uh, Me and my brother, we had... James Bond and like Gladiator. Which James Bond? Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, you know we were a product of our time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we would like one of my favorite things is when you have a sibling and you guys bond over a movie and it kind of becomes like a language between you guys and you're almost acting out different parts in movies. Oh yeah. With each other. Yeah, it was like that for sure. But then in hockey practice, it was just like that with a lot of your team. Yeah. Like, we, we knew the knuckle puck didn't work and that <laughs> it doesn't make sense. We'd still do it. Like, I want to talk to you about the knuckle puck <laughs> a little later. But, like, you just see kids in hockey, like, acting out scenes from it throughout hockey. Like, even in high school. In when the we're game. Older, yeah. People would just make jokes like, find V and shit like that. Just because it's like all the kids just knew about that movie and grew up with it and the same kind of jokes. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then some of the jokes which I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah. we even just use as a joke still. Like, yeah. It's great. <laughs> great. <laughs> great, great, great. Um, okay, so when we get into the, uh, you, you're watching the first one, then you get into the second one. Do you, why do you think the second one, there's three, mm-hmm. D1, D2, D3. Why do you think D2 kind of resonated with you the most? The stakes are higher, for sure. Yeah. Right, because it's national. It's not just a state championship. It's international. Right? You get to see L.A. coach Bombay, which <sighs> is, come on, you know? Who the doesn't montages? love a little wet-haired coach Bombay? I know, I know. Then Jan's just like, who's the guy with the wet hair? He rips him to pieces. One of my favorite things, and it just reminds me of being a kid. When you, try, when you wear something that's taking a chance, because you're like, this is, this is my personality. Yeah. I'm going to wear this vest. And then kids just, like, rip you apart for it. And, <laughs> and the, the whole team's ripping them apart the whole time. <laughs> and it just reminded me of, like, being, like, a stepdad yeah. and trying to, like, oh, you know, I got these new shoes. And then your stepson just, like, tearing into you for trying to be cool when they're ripping on his hair. Nice haircut, lose a bet. <laughs> it just reminded me of, like, one of the saddest states I can imagine. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, one of my favorite lines from the movie. Just nice haircut, lose a bet. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. So you love the stakes. Uh, you played hockey growing up, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, um, were you were you around their age when you first saw this movie, or no? I would have been like one, two. Yeah. Three. Okay. Yeah. Me so too. Then, yeah. yeah. Um, I got this movie really confused with Slapshot, too. Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't really watched the Slapshot movies. You shouldn't. No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I had them on a joint. Uh, they came in a VHS pack. Oh, good. Mighty Ducks 2, Slapshot 2. I heard Slapshot 1 was better, but Slapshot 2 was... Slapshot 1 is a real movie. Like, it's yeah. a, it's, I think Paul Newman's in it. Oh. It's like a legit 70s movie. Um, and then Slapshot 2 is like a straight-to-VHS uh, cash-in. I love it. And I kind of... It's weird, because that movie is very adult. It's like American Pie, but for... Uh, hockey yeah and so when i was remembering this movie i was like yeah you know we're the mighty ducks uh they're at a big formal event and then one of them crushes viagra puts it in everyone's orange juice and then i was like wait no wait no <laughs> they're, th- they're 13 <laughs> um and yeah there's just a whole bunch of pranks uh Slapshot 2 is just kind of like mighty ducks but with American Pie. Yeah, so the pranks are just a little bit dirtier. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me a uh, quick summary of what you think of uh, what Mighty Ducks 1 and 3 are? Yeah, totally. So I, before I watched this, we I did watch Mighty Ducks 1. Thank you. I had to make sure, you know, because like, my memory was pretty good. Starts out, Coach Bombay is a lawyer. He's, where he's a pretty good lawyer. You know, he keeps winning, but he's like a sleazebag, and he keeps doing, like, the shadiest shit to win the cases. And they, like, right away, in minutes, make him seem like the biggest asshole. It's okay if I swear, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is um, E for explicit. Oh, perfect. So he seems like a dick. Just a trash bag. And then he's driving home in his sweet sports car, drinking. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking. And then he gets pulled over by the cops, bunch of tickets and stuff. So he's, like, defending himself as a case. And then the, the main person in his firm, I don't know what that's called. Partner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The main partner. That's what they say in political movies. Okay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Come with partner. All right. I gotta make partner at the yeah. firm. They always say that. that was, wasn't that in Click too? He won't stop talking about how he's gonna make partner. I think you know. everything. If you want a boring, nondescript job and you have to have stakes to it, you he's just say, "I partner. gotta make partner. I need that promotion." <laughs> All right. So I gotta make partner. This scumbag. Bombay gets yeah. uh, pulled over for drinking and driving. Yeah, and then so the I guess the head partner or whatever at the firm, uh, Ducksworth, is his last name, uh, comes to him and he's like, "What are you doing? You know, you're not going to plead. You're not going to plead innocent or anything. You're going to take 500 hours community service, and you're not going to be working. You're still going to have your salary, but you know, like you're done. You're done working until you've done your community service. Yeah, because you're going to look bad for the company. You know, because I mean, yeah, you're being a dipshit, Coach Bombay. Get it together." Already calling coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the coach. He's forever the coach (laughs) in my heart. Anyways, he meets the team. They're, like, called District 5. They suck. They're garbage. They're, like, getting dog shit in a purse and putting a $5 bill in it and, like, tricking people into taking it. Like, the pranks are better. The kids are funny as fuck. Like, they're really funny. And they're, like, 10? Yeah, 11? they're a lot younger. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess it would have been 10 because it was two years difference. But, mm-hmm. yeah, great movie. And it was it was really fun. Really funny. Anyways, the Coach Bombay in the intro, it shows him when he's a kid and he, like, misses a shot and, like, a, a final penalty shot of a game where they would have won the game. And the coach is just like, if you, you're not just losing this for me. You're losing this for the whole team if you miss this shot, which is like, don't do that to, like, a 10-year-old kid. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a mess. So then now he's held on to that and, like, 
apparently why he's a dick. His dad also died that year, apparently, in the movie. Okay, like, it's a lot, right? And then, so the Mighty Ducks end up playing them. They get their asses kicked. Another big training montage. They get new gear. Ducksworth invests in the team. That's why they're called the Mighty Ducks, because after him, right? And then, now that they have new gear, got some training, all of a sudden they're great. And they go on, play the Hawks again. And then it goes into another penalty shot at the end of the game. And they let Charlie take it, who usually chokes. At this point, they're like, Charlie chokes all the time, okay? Like, don't let him do it. And then he, he, he makes the shot, and they win. And, like, they still aren't that great of a team. Like, they won a few games to get to the playoffs and then win in the finals. Like, they're good. But the Hawks, you know, they had a better average. Like, they've yeah. done better. And they're the rich kids, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're the, the camp kids, across yeah. the lake. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Banks... You know the guy who gets slashed in the wrist in the second yep. one? He was on the Hawks. Mm, cake but, eater. Yeah, cake eater. Yeah. But they redrew the lines. Yeah. So they took him off the team. <laughs> yeah. They redrew the district lines. So they got him. So Nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they redrew the city lines? Yeah. Just like, you know how they do that for voting? Like uh, gerrymandering or, or whatever? No, they didn't do that. This like the city had done uh-huh. that like 10 years before. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, so the place you lived and the place Adam lives doesn't. Mm. isn't with the hawks anymore just how it should be for kids yeah. oh and then the lawyer so the head lawyer the yeah. partner guy was like oh yeah no we're gonna get the city things changed back because i'm friends with the coach of the hawks and they're gonna keep adam on the team because you know I'm, I'm a scumbag more than you thought i was yeah and then coach bombay is like what about fair play huh and then and then he starts quacking at the coach he's like quack 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 oh. mr ducksworth and then he leaves and quits and he doesn't have a job anymore so and we then got, he let go and then we roll into two yeah now before watching the movie, yeah, what was kind of your memory of it? Um, so he started in the minors, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the first one, he has a chance to play in the minors again because mm-hmm. he's a hockey player. I don't know, it's whatever. Um, and then I thought it was the coach of Iceland who slashes him in the knee. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just some goon. It was just some asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay. So then that happens. He goes back to the town. Runs into the ducks, and then I actually totally forgot about Don Tibbles. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fucking Don we, Tibbles. <laughs> we'll we'll get into, into that later. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, he gets asked to coach Team USA, and some reason takes the Ducks with him, like a state championship team. Yeah, and he's like from Minnesota. These are my boys. Yeah, and girl. And like, why wouldn't normally there'd be tryouts for months for this type of stuff for yeah. teams all around the country? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't just be like, here's most of my team of ducks and. A few randoms. So that was wild to me. And then I just remember a lot of montages, the street hockey thing after they play Iceland where they learn how to play better. They get Keenan Thompson, knuckle puck boy. Oh, my God. Which is amazing. I love how he's, like, making fun of them the whole time. Me too. So good. Roast. So good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they just uh, they play Iceland again, and then they win. Like, it's, it's this, almost the same plot as the first one. Yeah. Just with trashier montages and, like, weird fashion show for no reason and stuff. So... You know. Now, you didn't rewatch three yet. No. What? Do you remember anything about three? Three is the one I watched the least because it is the worst one. Yeah, I've never seen three. Like, it is for sure the worst one. Um, it also has the same sort of rollerblading scene thing where they all like meet up and yeah. rollerblade. They've done that in every movie. They love doing it. But they get tuition to college paid for, or scholarship, sorry, and... They go play at a college. Coach oh. Bombay, I think, is starting his career again as a lawyer, but doing more nonprofit stuff. Because he's a good guy now. Yes. Know? Yeah, he's not an asshole. The kids taught him. Yeah. And uh, that's nice. Like, they have some good growing arcs as people in these movies. 
Um, and then there's a new blonde coach. Mm. You know, blondes are bad. They don't like him, and they've had to join with some of the other college players again. Mm. So is that coming together? Lots of pranks. And there's like another college who's mean. I don't know. It's it's the same movie. It's just they're in college and a little older. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of just the same plot. <laughs> all three movies. All three movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who was like? Who was your favorite character as a kid? I think I loved Goldberg mm-hmm. a lot because he sucks and he's a moron. Aberman, love Aberman. You know, he's the one who's doing all the sweet burns. Yeah, that guy's killing it. He's the best. He, he is. Best. He's firing at such a high level with his jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and his commentary, like, he's above him. He doesn't need to be a hockey player. He's going to have a career in stand-up, that kid, right? Yes. For sure. Um, and then just all love for Coach Bombay, you know? Yeah, he, uh, I think he would probably be one of my favorite characters. Uh, from what I remember, I think Goldberg was. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg's easy, easy fave. Yeah, why do kids, all... I was a chubby kid, so I, I know why <laughs> I, I liked him. But, uh, yeah, it seems like every, like, he's everyone's, fa- him and, and Avery are everyone's favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think just because they're funnier and a bit like they do dumber things. Like they're definitely the comedy relief of the movie. And it's yeah. just like easier to like them. Like you want to like Charlie, but you're also kind of like, stop complaining all the time. Conway, <laughs> get it together. I know. Totally. Yeah. Completely. Um, there was a kid. Uh, I switched schools and I moved to kind of a new community when I was five. Yeah. And there was a kid in this new school who I thought was... Charlie Conway. He looked identical to him. Can you imagine if you went to school with Charlie Conway? The Charlie Conway. Oh, wow. From the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty <laughs> I was Ducks. in the world. Yeah. I don't think he's done anything, really. Yes. He uh, he's actually the more successful one. He's actually from Van- Vancouver. Charlie? Yeah. What? I forget what his name is. Should have written it down. Didn't. Um, but no, I think he's in Bones. Um, and he's just, he has a pretty successful c- career. Oh. Yeah. I'm proud of him. I think I even worked with him. Sorry, I called him out. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, dude, it's, it, it's his character. Um, oh, whoa, 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 I have one more thing about the first movie. Yeah. Um, so Jans. Yeah. Actually, I have two more things. It's Hans. Jans in the second one. Hans in the first movie. Yeah. And Jans is like, Coach Bombay gets in the cars, Jans picks him up, and they're acting like they've known each other forever. Yeah. He's a fresh character. It's like that episode of Rick and Morty with the, like, parasites, where they, like, <laughs> place themselves in their memory. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, and you automatically, they're like, of course, yeah. we've been friends for 10 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> a good commentary on that story. Uh, right? thing. Yeah. I think so. Um, and he calls Hans a strudel head who went back to the motherland to take care of their mom, which, amazing. Also, Jans is just creepier. Hans is, like, a lot nicer seeming. Hans is way creepier. Yeah. He and has then, all the kids' sizes. It's strange. It's strange. And he didn't have any reason to measure them, like... <laughs> he's doing some weird shit uh yeah again one more thing (laughs) i'm sorry it's all good um so coach bombay dated charlie's mom in the first one what yeah Yeah. i totally forgot i don't know why i forgot about i watched it last night but he dated charlie's mom and and she was like i don't want you to get too attached like i don't want to do this to charlie like this has happened a lot and then he's like and then kisses her and like cool like they kiss and then they kiss at the end of the movie and stuff and then he just goes and plays in the like uh not junior in uh the minors he hits it and quits it yeah and then they just like throw away like oh i was charlie and he's like oh he's been around the shop a bit more since his mom remarried just done just like they just toss that in there and that's it in the second one they say that yeah he's in the shop 
Charlie hangs out at the shop yeah. a lot more now. And he's like, yeah, because his mom Whoa. remarried. So it's just like they just canceled his mom because so they needed a- Coach Bombay to be hot. And single, single and ready for to that mingle. LA shit. You yeah, know? I, I wrote it down right here. They had to get it, get rid of his mom, so Bombay could be hot and single. <laughs> um, that's so funny. I didn't know that at all. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, who was? Uh... Sorry, I'm getting stuck. It's okay. Um. All right, we'll cut this up. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's uh, let's give this movie a little bit of context. So in the early 90s, mm-hmm. there is this huge comeback of kid sports movies, like Sandlot. Uh, you got Big Green. Yeah. Um, what other... Uh, did you like any of other kids' sports movies? Loved loved kids' sports movies. Which ones were, were hitting it out of the park for I you? I mean, Air, Air Bud 1 and 2. Air, <laughs> you brought that up. You oh, were yeah, like, yeah. we should do that one. Yeah. Oh, shit. I just kicked something. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just, I love those movies. I Like, I don't think, I, I didn't love them on the same level because yeah. they're not as funny, they're not as charming, but they're amazing because it's a dog playing, I think, f- is it football or basketball in the first one? Basketball, I think. Okay, and then in the second one, he, he's... Volleyball. Playing. Is it volleyball? No, I have no idea. I've never watched I think it might be. I think it might be basketball and football. And then he also plays soccer in another one, and it's called World Pup, and I just love that. <laughs> that is, that's a <laughs> great... Yeah. And then we, we loved the MVP MXP movies, mm-hmm. which have a monkey doing sports. And I don't think that that was 90s, but it was like early 2000s. That's even more of a subgenre, which is kids' animal sports movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're their best movies. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the greatest. So then this movie, uh, this movie kind of came into being, at least the original came into being, because uh, hockey Gretzky came into LA, I believe. I think so. And then uh, in around 88. Yeah, and then hockey kind of took off in the American psyche. It was kind of like a UFC fringe thing, like uh, yeah. like UFC in the early two thousands, and then it became really mainstream. That's why you see it, like uh, see it in Friends, you see it in Swingers. A lot of people are yeah. playing uh, the hawk, hockey Nintendo games. Yeah, and so uh, Disney bought the spec script. It was originally a lot kind of darker and more crude humor, a bit more like Bad News Bears, which really? is way more adult. Oh, yeah, I love Bad News Bears. The, the, the original, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, and then they toned it down, made it way more Disney. It was a big hit, uh, big word-of-mouth movie. And then they gave the guy Steve Brill, who wrote the original movie, Yeah. they gave him two weeks to write this one. Are you kidding me? And I think... That has a huge effect on Coach Bombay's arc in this movie. I, that makes sense. So. Oh, my God. So, Bombay. <laughs> okay. So, if you, you know, I think we can use Bombay as kind of a surrogate for Steve Brill, the screenwriter, throughout the movie. I'm into it. So, Bombay, uh, we can just kind of start going through it. Mm-hmm. Bombay, he uh, loses everything. Yeah. Like you said, he, uh, he's, he's in the minor leagues, but from a leg injury... Gets put out, goes back home, meets uh, Jan, who's Hans' brother. Brother, because yeah, because Hans is strudelhead. Yeah, back to take care of their mom, which I don't know why he'd be mad about that. 
I don't, sorry. Moms need looking after. <laughs> yeah. Jan, you yeah. douche. Fuck off, Jan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think the actor had some uh, scheduling conflicts, so they brought in his brother. Yeah, I thought he died, but um, that might have just been an assumption of mine. <laughs> that might have been the scheduling conflict. <laughs> and uh, and so then Jan hooks him up with uh, Mr. Tibbles, who is the owner of Hendrix Sporting Gear, who est- who's establishing the U.S. team for the juniors... Uh, Juniors Championship. Yeah. And so uh, so Bombay, he, uh, he's kind of lured in by the temptation of being seen as the winner and hero coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he goes and he, uh, he gets Charlie Conway, who we did a little talking about, uh, to go skate around town and recruit the rest of the ducks. The duck whistle. I love that scene, though. It's so heartwarming. I think that scene has two big peaks in it and peaks on different levels yeah how do you mean so uh they're skating around town they rip through a mall they rip through the mall of america yeah i think that is they the peak for 90s malls oh hell yeah i think they did that in the first one as well too oh really yeah so there are it's in minnesota it's called the mall of of america there are amusement park rides going on there is a roller coaster going through the food court uh, it's just so cool. I, I thought really, it was shot really cool too. Like I thoroughly enjoy that montage. I think it's great. It was so enjoyable. I loved that entire part. So they, uh, and then I think it is, uh, what's the opposite of a peak? The uh, lowest point imaginable. A lull. <laughs> uh, for how cool roller skating looks. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're, they're skating along after they get every, everybody and they're doing those tricks. Like, look at me. And they go down on one knee and keep oh, yeah. skating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool, though. I think it's never been less cool. And they're just doing little hops. Like, <laughs> and they're like, check me out. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's the best. You think that's not cool? I, I didn't roller skate as a kid, but I remember being a kid and thinking how cool roller skating looked. Yeah, that's fair. I played roller hockey as well because there was a league for that where I'm from. And then... Um, you guys play with a ball or a puck? Puck. Okay. We were in like an actual arena. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to rollerblade through a mall, mainly because of this movie. You know, that'd be so fun. I think it would be. I like it really. Game. I used to be a, a big skateboarder as yeah. as as a kid, and uh, yeah, just watching movies where people would just skateboard through malls, it looked like so much fun. It's the best. It's just like childish anarchy, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So uh, here are the Mighty Ducks who are returning. Yeah. Oh. In that intro, too, do you know those three guys, the three really, really white guys? Yep. Who were like, there they are, they beat us. So those are the Hawks players. And then that, you know, they get tied up, which I think is just like a nice, like, salt in the wounds to the Hawks from the first movie. Just to be like, remember these guys? Yeah, we beat them! They suck! I got another question for you. What? Is that sexual assault? Uh, That guy strips them them naked, (laughs) then ties them to a tree in public. Maybe. Yeah, that felt... Like, you couldn't do that now. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable watching it. So, the Ducks returning is, uh, we got Charlie Conway. Yeah. Sorry for the noise. We are beside a uh, an, an active road. But, you know, it sounds authentic, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, we got Charlie Conway. We got Connie the Velvet Hammer Moreau. I didn't know that that was her... Nickname that is, I found it on Wikipedia. That's kind of weird, but like the Velvet Hammer <laughs> is such a strange thing to call a child player. Uh, yeah, thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old <laughs> girl. Uh, we got Guy Germain. 
Oh, yeah. Kind of forgot about him. You know? What's his thing? I don't even remember. I think he's the stylish one. I think he's the alfalfa. Is he the one who's into Connie? Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. That, that's his thing. They're kissing in this yeah. one. Yeah. Apparently. He's like, I was this close! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said in an interview, she kissed five of the ducks off screen. Damn. I she's know. also in Wet Hot American Summer. She's so good in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's so hilarious. Yeah. So um, perfect. And then we got uh, Fulton Reed. That's the guy who uh, who strips those 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 rich kids down. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He is. He's and he's also in Daredevil. Netflix's oh, Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good for him. Um, and then we got Lester Averman, who's uh, that's that's that that's the dork. He's the best. He's yeah. my favorite. He's me and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Greg Goldberg, who's actually a bit more me. Yeah, he, one of the worst goalies I think ever. Awful. He went from. A year and a half ago, being scared of a puck in the first movie, they had to tie him to the net and shoot just hundreds of pucks at him to make him not scared of a puck. To being on the USA national peewee hockey team, which again, no. <laughs> no. Any tryouts that size, you have to be like peak of your entire league throughout your country. Like, yeah. that's near impossible to make that team. And they put him on it? Fuck no. Nepotism. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, you know, I was a, uh, a keeper in soccer, which is a goalie. Mm-hmm. Same reason for him. I didn't like moving around. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to run. Yeah. But I hated balls flying at me. Well, here's the wild thing about goaltending in hockey. It's insane how much you have to move around. And he just doesn't. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the style of goaltending has changed a lot from the 90s to the 2000s. Yeah. Like, so what they're playing is, is stand-up goaltending like you're supposed to stay standing and then like you do the stack the pads move mm. and you dive around a lot like it's not great you're a lot slower and clunkier yeah but they still he still sucks at that because he doesn't move around at all like he's just a bad goalie what's changed to uh, uh so there's it's now a thing called butterfly mm. so you're taught your the pads are better okay kind of like roll around your leg almost mm-hmm. so when you go down you create like a oh, v with balls. your pads and yeah. then you keep your body upright and you use your angles, so you go out and cut off your angles okay. as much as you can so that you're blocking more of the net without flopping around. Because then it's easier from the butterfly to stand back up and to push around the crease and move around your crease. Yeah, it's, That's it's extremely technical, actually, which is, is pretty sweet, where yeah. stand-up was a lot less technical. I don't know much about hockey, but watching it, I was like, I think they've changed a lot of rules. Oh, the refs the, don't call anything? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they, I think they just like got rid of a lot, lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for the movie. Yeah. And then last but not least of the returning ducks, we got Adam Cake Eater Banks. Love him. Returning still under that thumb of, of his father. Yeah. Um, were you disappointed that any ducks didn't come back? Um, not really. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it. Okay. Again, because I like the second movie more. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. Like, Hans is the saddest part. Like, I'm sad they got rid of Hans because I don't like Jans. <laughs> he sucks. The actor's name is Jans. The actual actor's Isn't name? Isn't that insane? They didn't even just change one letter because it's funny. They just used his name. Do you think they just cast him because it sounded like Hans? Maybe. And, <laughs> and, he, and he could do a really bad German accent. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, so then the... Uh, yeah, so they kind of... Through nepotism, bring these uh, okay players, the Ducks, onto the U.S. team. Who uh, Mr. Tibbles has already scouted. I think it's 
five yeah. players from across the country. Yeah. Um, and so we got Julia the Cat Gaffney. Yeah. Actually uh, a good goalie. Like, really good. Superior. Yeah. She was properly scouted for the team. She knows what... What she's doing. She's a good goalie. So she's not put on the ice until the very last moment. Do you? And you're wrong. She was put on the ice for like a minute during the first Iceland game. Yeah. And then they said something to her that she didn't like. I think they called her sweetheart or yeah, something. Yeah, they said, what up, cutie? Yeah. And then she pushed him and got a penalty, which I think is like good for her, you know? Yeah, me she too. Take shit. But I was also bummed because I was like, what the fuck, Bombay? Like, put her in for any game. Goldberg sucks. So do you think this is the only thing? Do you think that that is, why didn't he use her? Is it out of nepotism? Is it out of him favoring his, his like, old guard? Or is it just old-fashioned sexism? Um, I'd hope it wouldn't be old-fashioned sexism. Bombay doesn't seem like the sexist type. No, well, depends on his mood, you know? Like, when he's, like, big, fancy L.A. Bombay, I could oh, feel like he'd be sexist. Yeah. Same as when he's, like, his douchey asshole lawyer guy in the yeah. first movie. But when he's being, like, look, I'm a good guy, I'm actually trying, you know, you're kind of like... Mm. He's a reformed sexist. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they don't even put Connie on that much. No, I know. And then I she was scores wondering. a goal in one of the games, too, against Iceland, and it's like, why aren't they on? They're obviously good players, and you're putting on, like, Averman and... Goldberg, who were both, like, comedic relief and not good. Yeah. So do you think it's just that? It's just for the comedic? I think he just has love for them, and then, the, like, the actual excuse would be, like, yeah, they're there for comedic relief. Like, okay. That's the practical. That's that's the in-movie or out-of-movie excuse is because they're there for humor. I think probably. And then in-game is, in-movie is that he favors them. I think probably. I mean, Goldberg does, he does become a bit better of a goalie, so maybe that's part of his arc, but still, yeah. like, eh. Come on. All right. Then we got uh, Dwayne Roberts, who's the cowboy from Texas. Love him. Really All good with player. a lasso, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I didn't know you had to be for hockey. Uh, and then we got Ken Wu, who is my hands-down favorite woo, player. Woo, woo, Kenny Wu. He's the man. <laughs> so he uh, he was an Olympic figure skater yeah. who Mr. Tibbles conned into being a hockey player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so in the first movie... They were about to go practice and saw two figure skaters, uh, brother-sister duo, figure skating. And Coach Bombay was like, hey, do you think they want to play hockey with us? And they're like, probably. So then they conned them into playing hockey with them. So there was two figure skaters on that team. Whoa. So this isn't new for the Ducks. That's very interesting. Yeah. I just wonder who has a bigger career. A figure, who is, I guess, who's healthier overall? Are you putting this kid's life in danger by making him a hockey player? Lots of protection. I think it's probably fine. Okay. He stands to make more money if he makes it farther. This is what I'm wondering. I think. Is his life better? Which path? Well, hockey's, I mean, you can get some good sponsorships, I think, through figure skating. But, okay. like, you know, like the Canadian figure skaters, like Tessa Virtue or whatever. And you're an Olympic. You're not getting paid. I don't think they're making that much money. They're not. And then you look at, like, a Vancouver Canuck. They make, like, millions. So <laughs> Hey, you, <laughs> you know, know what? <laughs> Mr. Tibbles did Ken Wu a favor. He did. I think so. I think so. Uh, and then we got Dean Portman, who's kind of the meathead punk, yes. who's uh, who becomes quick best friends with uh, what's the name? Fullen? Uh, Fulton. Fuller. Ful- Fulton. And then we got yeah. Louise uh, Mendoza, who is super fast but can't stop. Yeah, which is also wild that he could make a team like that without knowing how to stop. <laughs> I blown away. You have the way he skates shows that he knows how to stop. Like you, you can't can skate turns. like that if you don't know how to. Stop. 
Anyways, for the bad boy, mm-hmm. what was his name again? Dean Portman. Dean Portman. My note says, look out, another bad boy. And I stand by that. The way he comes in. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than kids getting shoved over without expecting it in, in movies. And when he's going through them and just nonsensically just shoving kids to the ground, it's so it. funny. It's so good. And his cut-off jersey, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, which, um, which player of this kind of new Mighty Ducks, the, uh, the Team US, who's your favorite? Um, Whose jersey are you buying? Probably Julie the Cat. Mm-hmm. Best goalie, you know? Totally fair. But then, I don't know, I love the Cowboy. Love the Cowboy. I don't even remember his name. The Cowboy. Yeah. I think he's the Cowboy. I think we should just call him the Cowboy. I'm <laughs> going with... I think I'd buy all their jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Ken Wu. I love Ken Wu. He's just, he stands out to me. Like and he becomes nice a bruiser at yeah, the end. Yeah, I know. Which is the coolest part. And they're like, a third Rash brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we meet... Michelle McKay, who is the team's tutor, uh, played by uh, Catherine Eber. Erbe, mm-hmm. And I have to say, out of all the actors, including the children, I think she's giving the worst performance. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say the best, and I was going to have to argue it. Because <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I, it's really hard. I, I watched this movie twice. Oh, first yeah? movie, the first time. Uh, didn't pick up on it. I was like, oh, uh, I don't like her. Something's off about her. And then the second movie, I was like, oh, she's just, I don't know if it's the writing. It could easily be the writing. She's given not a good part. Oh, no. But her, her, her line lines, reading is just not good. Yeah, her lines were bad too, though. But I think the kids are honestly good actors in this movie. Like They're all really good. Yeah, they're trying. And Emilio Estevez, he's getting out there and he's doing good. Yeah. Even Don Tibbles, who sucks. He plays that garbage person so well. He like, does. He does a great job of that character. Just an L.A. sleazebag. Yeah, Jans and what's-her-face, the tutor, you know, Not similar good. levels of acting. And Jans is barely in the movie. He just is kind of like a bam, like bumbling old man, you know? Yeah. Be better. Really bad Yoda. Have fun. So, yeah, so kind of through the movie, like her character's difficult to kind of get a grasp of. Is she supposed to be a romantic interest? At one point, he pecks her on the cheek. Uh, Bombay pecks her on the cheek. Yeah, I think she is. But, but I don't know. I don't know if they're so into that. I think I don't know if it played super well in the first one because they had that. Yeah. And they had, like, a full romantic scene with Bombay and Charlie's mom. Yeah. And then this movie didn't have the same sort of scenes. It kind of did, I guess, with the ice cream with the uh, Iceland lady. Yeah, he is. He's playing the field. Yeah. Coach Bombay is playing the field, newly yeah. single. Um, do you, because they don't get together at the end, right? I don't think so. It's so interesting. That one kiss, I was so confused. Might have just been the thank you. But she looks very flattered by it. Yeah, she's into it. I would never kiss someone on the, on the cheek to I say think, thank I you. I think maybe you're supposed to expect, like, she, they're going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what went after the campfire at the end when everyone's yeah. in, in, in their tents. Yeah, I feel like the kids just didn't want romance, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So then uh, through uh, the team starts to train. Yeah. Going into training. Uh, I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Is country music and hockey the worst combo? Um, I mean, not really. Like, it depends on probably where you're playing. Yeah. Like, I played in Quenelle, B.C., which is a small town. Mm, a lot of country there music. There was some country music. But it was honestly mainly ACDC. 
in the dressing room. Just great pump-up music. Just only ACDC. Our team name was uh, Quinnell Thunder for our like rep team, and mm. they would go out to Thunderstruck, which I think almost every single rep team or peewee team does you know <laughs> i was blasting that in my car the other day and i felt <laughs> i felt so good oh yeah so that's like all we listened to in the change room was like that i guess with some buck cherry showed up probably too. weird so shit like that you know like yeah. not good music is showing up 14 year old boy music yeah yeah so uh yeah but they're like they're doing line dancing on the ice yeah which is a weird thing i guess that's to help them with uh bonding bonding sure maybe and then at one point he's uh, he's kind of helping them with their endurance by having them follow him in a golf cart down the public road. Yeah, and they're just taking blind corners on the wrong side of the road. And I was expecting a car just to plow through them. That's just stupidity and dangerous. But it seems like a blast as well. Like it looks so much fun. <laughs> that would be a total blast. <laughs> but I was I was expecting nothing good to come from it. Yeah, I mean, me too. Sometimes you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they head over to the Goodyear Championships. Goodwill Games. It's the Goodwill Games. That is Goodyear. <laughs> Goodwill. I thought it was the tire company sponsored them. No, it's the Goodwill Games. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just start blocking my name out of sentences. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Ducks, who are kind of the new uh, USA team, they arrive in Los Angeles to participate in the championship. Um, and they take on Trinidad and Tobago yeah. first, who have the coolest tie-dye jerseys. Very, very cool. And all three teams that they take on in the thing yeah, that, that we see them take on, yeah, don't they're not big hockey countries, right? Uh, no. Uh, like no. Germany, Trinidad, and Iceland, I and think. Italy. Oh, yeah, and Italy. Does Italy have a hockey team? Probably. Okay. I'm sure a lot of these places do. I think like it's just like a niche thing, and I don't know how well those teams would do in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, or in a... <laughs> it's the up-and-coming generation. Also, when it, when it starts the tournament, it pans across the scoreboard, and it's like Iceland on top and a bunch of other things, and like Trinidad's on there, Italy's on there. Canada's at the very bottom, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because it's very obvious they know Canada's their biggest threat. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, we want this to play to Canadians, you know? So they're yeah. just like... Stuck us at the bottom as a little like a little jab just to get at us a bit, I think. It would be so good if we were the enemy. That would be hilarious. Right? But how good is just the name Iceland So as we, an evil team? We meet the villains. Do you think they should have picked Iceland as the villain team? As far as name goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That was what made uh, Steve Brill choose it. Yeah. was he was kind of going through them and he was like Russia it's too political cuz he it's it's the obvious choice yeah. is he, I even thought they were Russia when I was thinking back yeah well they play them like Russians with a slightly different accent but they are like have that same sort of like cold war Russia vibe that you see in so many american like war movies and sports movies where they're like against the russian team yeah they have the blonde hair slicked back you know they're like they're shiny they're like <laughs> very white and shiny with these like cold cold accents. blue eyes yeah, yeah well that's one of the great things is so uh he he was kind of going through a list i think he hit germany too and he was like ah that's too die hard um, yeah. And then he landed on Iceland because, uh, what's her name? Maria Ellingson. Was, uh, she plays the, uh, the, the, I guess, the tutor on the other team. The on trainer, the, yeah. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. 
the trainer who uh, who Bombay starts flirting with, he uh, she's friends with Steve Brill. Oh. And when he was thinking of them, she was like, why not Iceland? And then he was like, oh, it even has ice in the title. It's so good. And he knew nothing. All he knew was they have Nordic mystery. Yeah. They look like Vikings. Yep. And they have goofy accents. Honestly, it's perfect. And that was in his quote. <laughs> it's the perfect thing ever. That's so <laughs> It is. It's what you need for a hockey team. <laughs> they look evil. Like, just their whole vibe is, is evil. Yeah. They do. I remember being terrified of them. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids, maybe just uneducated kids, when they hear Iceland, still think of, of Mighty Ducks 2. Definitely. Um, and then we meet their, their coach. Bad man. The dentist. And... <laughs> It's like he's right out of Die Hard. That's yeah. what I love about it. He's playing it so seriously. He's a really good villain. Like, he's a really good actor as well, too. And he makes the best choice, which is to whisper all of his lines. No. He's like, yeah, you got that right, Bombay. <laughs> it's so terrifying. And Emilio Estevez, you can see him. I love Emilio Estevez. He's a terrific actor. Uh, if you haven't seen him, besides Mighty Ducks, where everyone knows him from, he's in this awesome punk sci-fi movie called Repo Man. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite movies ever. And so watching this, I was like, oh, he aged so strangely. Where he almost has no, he's void of features on his face. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it feels like he's kind of, uh, feels like he's in the ring with a heavyweight when he's, when he's going up, up against the dentist. Yeah, I mean, he, like, before he gets his fame thing, his hair is a bit more down and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He has that, like, small town, like, underdog vibe with other guys, like, in his suit, slick back hair, and, like, taller, bigger, and just, like, angrier. Like, the other guy's presence is so dark yeah. and towering over Emilio Estevez that you're like, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Sure. yeah, and he's also, you know, they're in different movies. Like, it feels like he's in a Die Hard movie. Yeah. And he's in a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good though. I think they did a perfect job with Iceland. I think and then I think that's one of the reasons why I like this more is like the Hawks in the first one. Yeah, it's intimidating, but mainly you're just like this coach is an asshole and was mean to coach Bombay and then it's just kids. Yeah. This one you're like, these are bad people. <laughs> like these people are bad. They're trying to take off hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kinda like, okay, like you actually feel how bad they are. Like you feel like they're the enemy. Where the first one you're kinda like yeah, they suck. They're mean. They do some dirty shit, but you're mainly mad at the coach. And these guys are like, oh, they'll kill someone. Yeah, they definitely have, like, killed someone and hid the body in the dressing room. <laughs> so the, uh, the ducks are, like, kind of causing hell out of soup supervision. Mm-hmm. They're going around to Beverly Hills, uh, checking out some models. That fashion show, though, what a weird, weird random scene that did not need to be in the movie. And the fact that one of the easily 30-year-old models yeah. throws a wink at an 11-year-old boy is yeah. so strange. Really weird. And then why would they let them do that and then be like, we'd like to see some swimmer. And they're like, <gasps> oh my God. Get out. It's like, no, you know what's happening. <laughs> so like then, 50 lady. Uh, so then they're pulling some pranks at, uh, when they're all sleeping over. Did you ever pull any sleepover pranks? This made me think of them. Um, a little bit. Not really. No. I mean, when we were like younger and camping or at like summer camp, we take kids mattresses and float them out onto the lake the parent trap move yeah, <laughs> yeah. other than that not really no. <laughs> i've never done that i always thought they would wake up yeah uh, time. <laughs> so so then, we threw a lot of people on lakes you know that's it that's definitely a, a prank <laughs> uh 
So then Bombay is neglecting his coaching responsibilities. Uh, so the Ducks lose their first game against Iceland. Yeah. Which is humiliating, and he starts getting on them. Does not realize it's his fault. Because yeah. he's too distracted by photo shoots and Hollywood parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, getting ice cream with the enemy. Ooh, can't do that. No. I just love how they're ragging on him for trying to have a life. I know. <laughs> and she's, like, pretty, too. It's like, <laughs> come on. And I don't think she does anything bad. No, she's, like, nice in the movie. Like, she's just with the team that she's the trainer of. It's, like, their weird coach thing and the players. And she's just kind of like, I wear a black tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. I'm also blonde. Yeah. But I think this part, really, when you bring it back to Steve Brill, you can tell he's like, man, right after I sold Mighty Ducks, I uh, really lost my way. <laughs> I was being seduced by Hollywood executives and parties. And I even wanted to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to make a screenwriter Air Jordan. <laughs> I oh love. Oh my god, that killed me. That. Oh. Would you buy the Air Bombay loafers for kids who want to be coaches? In a second. In a second, I would die. Oh, and I would try and find the Letterman jacket with the Mighty Ducks and the Coach Bombay. Oh yeah, because that is just primo. Dude, you hit the town in that. Yeah, you're. You're pulling. I think so. Yeah. Especially Air Bombay's. I also thought how badly he was pushing it was it's hilarious. So and to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, <laughs> like, picture this, Air Jordans. For kids yeah. that want to be coaches. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> you can even see uh, one of the guys who is talking to him in the party is Steve Brill. Really? Yeah. He's he's the kind of guy with the uh, my, Miami Vice white suit rolled up around the... The arms. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh so I think it really is kind of like an allegory for him. I think probably. Um, and oh. then, so Bombay is an ex-lawyer. Yeah. From the first movie. That's established. Yeah. And a pretty good one. Yeah. He a just bastard, but a good one. <laughs> signs the Hendrix contract without even reading over it. Crazy, right? Was he really that good? I mean, he didn't do well protecting himself against his uh, DUI, but... It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so maybe he wasn't. <laughs> so then the team is brought back together uh, when they meet uh, Russell Tyler, mm-hmm. who's uh, played by Keenan Thompson, yeah. who's just like, it's incredible when you see a kid who you know is going to grow up to be something really special and really big. Yeah. And, um, and he's just at this young age, still like the gold star out of the entire movie. Oh, yeah. He's got it for sure. Like, yeah. Great. Like when he starts, um, when he starts heck, 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 heckling them. Yeah. I didn't even know it was him. Oh, really? And then, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's so good. And then later on, when I got to like see him talk and fully, I was like, oh, that's definitely Kean Thompson. Oh, yeah. And he has an amazing heckling line against Goldberg, which I wrote down because I was like, this is perfect. He's like, I bet if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> Yes. It's so good. I like to imagine he improvised that, but I, I don't so. think he did. Maybe. He just was such a good heckler and, like, just amazing. And he's rightfully had a great career. Yeah. He's Maybe on SNL for too many years, but still. Yeah. Great career. He was on, what's that, Burger Time? Uh, good Burger. Yeah, Good Burger. Yeah, that movie's great. Um, and so then Russell, uh, Russell, played by Keenan, uh, he's disappointed in their performance because they're repping America yeah. in the worst way possible. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so he brings them to his neighborhood in central L.A. and uh, shows them how to play better. Yeah. Um, what makes the knuckleball unstoppable? Knuckle puck. Knuckle puck. Nothing. It's a garbage shot. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. 
but apparently it drives the goalie crazy. So when they shoots it, the camera's like following the puck and going up and down. And it's like... And the people the just get out of the way of yeah. it. Yeah. And honestly, uh, what's his name? Fulton slap shot as well, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's a big shot. But they do the same like laser sounds with it all the time. Even uh, cats. Oh, yeah. Not cats. Uh, the Velvet Hammers. Yeah. Her shot. It's the same. It bounces off everywhere. It's ricocheting. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. I feel like maybe the actors weren't super talented enough to do a lot of deeks and uh, and technical moves. Probably. So they kind of just made slap shots the go-to. Yeah. Which you, I mean, in the shootout later on, they use a lot of slap shots, which is kind of a, a dumber move. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to do <laughs> Even that. Even in a shootout, you're in like. A, in a shootout, because then you stop. And then you take the shot, so the goalie's fully centered on <laughs> yeah. where you are, so it's harder to score, but if you deke, you can pull them out of their net and put it around them. Like, that's yeah. the point of deking, is to get the goalie out. to one side so you can put it around. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you see that they aren't amazing hockey players, but honestly, the hockey's pretty good in these movies. Like, they, they film it well, and it's a hard sport to film a movie with and yeah. choreograph. Like, I'm... And with child actors. Fun, yeah. And with child actors. It's, they, it's really impressive how good they are. Yeah, they did a good job. They did a really good job. Apparently, uh, Goldberg wasn't the best skater. I, yeah, like, yeah. everyone when they auditioned was like, I can skate. And then no one knew how to skate. And Goldberg was the worst and couldn't learn. So they were like, let's put you in goal. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I used to use the knuckle puck when I was a kid. This movie made me remember it. I yeah. never did it. but uh, Or I never played hockey, but on the schoolyard, I would like pop it up and then just slap shot it at kids. Constantly, yeah. Yeah, did you ever use it in like a game? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, no. Maybe just in like uh, street hockey and stuff, we, we'd try it. And then definitely in practice, we'd be messing around like and trying it. Because even as we got better, we'd still just be like, like <laughs> yeah. we'd be like 16, just like trying the knuckle puck. It's just like, why not? And we still would always be like, this is the dumbest shot ever. It and it becomes happen. a bigger target, right? Uh, because you're flying uh, vertical instead of horizontal. Well, not even really. Like, I don't know if the puck would even do twists. The twist that it yeah. would. And I don't know if it would fly. It's like so inaccurate. <laughs> It's not a good shot. No. It's not a good shot. But it is kind of the opposite. It's funny. Uh, in, uh, what is it, Happy Gilmore or Happy Mad? Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, yeah. Where, where it's the golf one? Yeah. So he brings hockey to golf. Yeah. This one's almost bringing golf to hockey. Yeah, pretty close. He, like, <laughs> tees it up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then Bombay uh, comes home. You know, he's lost in his Hollywood swagger. Yeah. Comes home uh, to find Jan, who kind of slaps some sense into him and reminds him that... Uh, about the joy of yeah. sportsmanship. Broke into his house. Yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah, I told you, he's creepy. He's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy, man. I bet he was measuring kids in in their sleep. I think probably. Yeah. He has that vibe. He definitely has the keys to their rooms. <laughs> um, just it, living in Minnesota still. <laughs> making copies. Uh, there And then there's this really great scene between Bombay and Adam. Um where they, he sits down, Adam is, has hurt his wrist yeah. uh, from one of the Iceland oh, players. They, they slashed his wrist. Like, that's like, oh, he got a two-minute penalty for that. That should be like he's kicked out of the game because that was just such a, Yeah, that's such a big, huge penalty. But I love that scene. Like, the, that's one of the only scenes that really sticks out to me as, uh, as an acting scene is yeah. between uh, Bombay and Cake Eater. Yeah, they both did great. Like, the emotion on Adam's face was like, 
very good. And the fact that they carry that character arc on, yeah. where he's still trying to get approval from his dad, yeah. I think is really a really powerful thing. Yeah, and then Coach Bombay, how his dad was like passed away when he was younger. And in the first movie, he's looking for approval from the coach of the Hawks. And he gets over that and is like, I didn't need that approval. And he had Hans in the first movie as like a father figure as well. So I think it's like, it's great because you see him being like a father figure to someone whose dad maybe hasn't been perfect to him. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice to see. Because in the first movie, uh, Adam's dad is not happy that he's not on the Hawks. Like, he's pissed. He goes to the final game wearing a Hawks jersey when his, I mean, a Hawks jacket when his kid's on the Mighty Ducks. And then Adam gets hurt in the final game in the first movie. And then his dad comes down because it was like a blatant, like, the coach sent a player after Adam and, like, take him out of the game. So then the dad right there was very, like, ooh, and, like, he knew, right? Mm -hmm. I think he was on his side a bit more. But then he was still worried about impressing his dad for sure. Yeah, and really, like, what he wants, I guess his dad's fine with him being on this team now. But what he really wants is to get spawned, is to get uh, picked scouts, up by scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I, did, I just love that that part. And that they're, they they were smart enough to carry that relationship over, even if yeah. it's just for one scene. And most of the characters have at least one scene where you get kind of a deeper insight into them. Yeah, definitely. Like, even Cat as the goalie. Hey, coach, when can I play again type of thing? When are you going to put me in? I want to, like, I quit my team to come here. When can I prove myself to the country? It's like, yeah. Which that's, I think, honestly, that might also be one of my favorite scenes is just how, like, they just give her a minute or, like, two minutes to talk about what she wants. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and it really helps that arc. Like, eventually when she gets brought in, you're like, yeah, she showed the world what she can do. Yeah, with a sick glove save. <laughs> a really easy glove save yeah, from yeah, a slap shot. Because he did a triple deke and then stops. About t t t two meters. or <laughs> Yeah, and, like, when you do a deke, you don't stop because as soon as you stop, she knows where the puck is. It's right there. The puck has stopped moving. <laughs> um, so then we get into the championship game. It's the Ducks versus Iceland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they shot this. I, I found this interesting. They shot this in the Honda Center, formerly known as Arrowhead Pond. Yeah. In Anaheim. Disney owns it. Disney owns the Ducks. I don't think they own them anymore. Because no. now they're just the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. When they were the Mighty Ducks. But it really is uh, what's called vertical integration or something where oh, they're yeah. like, oh, can we also buy a hockey team? And, and then shoot in the arena to not have to pay for the studio. It's smart. That's why they have a raging empire currently. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they had 12, 12 to 15,000 extras to fill that arena. Are you kidding me? And, uh, and to fill in space because they shot it over like, I think it was something two weeks. Yeah, that's a lot of shooting and movement and everything. So much. So they filled... The, the empty seats with paper cutouts of people, and you can see them in certain shots, and it is very haunting. <laughs> These, like, flat, ghost-white figures. I love that so much. Who aren't moving while everyone's cheering. <laughs> um, I gotta so, look for that. So I want to ask you a question, mm -hmm. which I feel like I know the answer to. Okay. Should the Ducks have won? Um, I, did, did they earn the win? I mean, kinda. Like they did good. They were getting their asses kicked. Like, but they, they were cheating on a full different level. <sighs> you want me to read through what I spotted as outrageous cheats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think I was just too involved, being like, yeah. 
get him. <laughs> so Iceland, you know, Iceland's playing dirty. They're axing people. They're hooking people. Yeah, tripping. okay. Like that's the thing. Is like that's dirty. Both teams were playing cheap as shit. You know, like the okay, Ducks what were, what were, the were playing doing? like four dimensional chess. The Let's way see. they were cheating, ways that aren't even in the rule book. Okay. First of all, the Texas kid lassoes <laughs> someone. <laughs> I know. That's they don't have thing. a rule. Okay, the thing for about lassos? that scene that killed me. Connie goes up to the boards, struggling with the puck. What's she doing? By herself. I don't know. It's so easy to pull a puck away from the boards like that. Struggling by herself. There's no reason. For what seems like five minutes. And then this guy, for what seems like another three minutes, is like, Aah! like charging at her. So he has time to grab his lasso, which I don't know why it's on the bench. Why the fuck would he have that on the bench right beside where he's sitting? I think it's a good luck charm. Is it? I have a backstory for him where his, uh, his father died in a ranching accident. His father's lasso. And uh, it's his dad's lasso. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has to keep it with him. I'm in. You got me. <laughs> but, yeah. And then he has, oh, I don't know. I just can't believe it. It's just one of the most insane things. And it almost, okay, so then. It's going to be two minutes for roping. It's like they become the Harlem Globetrotters exactly. in this thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so then the two bruisers, Fulton and Portman, are out. And they're double teaming guys. And they're also clotheslining kids. Oh, super illegal. So illegal. Super illegal. And then, uh, and then at one point, they take a two-minute victory lap. Which is so sick. <laughs> All right, you approve of that. Cool. Okay. Uh, the Florida kid, uh, <laughs> he blinds the goalie by shooting ice into his face. Yeah, I mean, that's not really illegal. Like, it's, being a goalie and playing goalie, like, people have stopped really hard in front of your crease, and you do get ice in your face. You do get a bit of ice in your face, but he it's not going to make snow you. Blower. Yeah, like, that, that wasn't the amount of ice you could put up. And he's blinded for His corneas are shredded by... By ice sharks. Exactly, which wouldn't happen. But also the amount of time he has to stand there and be like, whoa, I did it. And then Coach Bombay's like, shoot, what are you doing? Like, that's like minutes where he's just like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, the other, like, there's no time like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I love it still. Me too. That moment was really, really fun. Uh, and then uh, Russ disguises himself as the goalie Goldberg in order to get, in order to trick the other team. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. He's... Did they deserve to win? Uh, no. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have had that point. They shouldn't have had that any point, of these that points. That point should not have counted. Also, you're not supposed to take your helmet off like that. You're not supposed to take your gloves off like that. You're not actually supposed to use another player's stick. Yeah. So, like, all of that bad. All bad. Switching and jerseys. They take a quick timeout. And not only switch jerseys, they switch full gear. It takes, like, 15 minutes to put on your goalie gear, let alone... Take off your player gear, take off the goalie's gear, put on the goalie gear, and have the play goalie put on the player gear. Like, that's a lot of work. And then before the shootout, they put the gear back onto Goldberg. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. It's just way too much stuff. But it's one of those scenes where you're just like, especially as a kid, when he pulls the helmet off. And it's this, like, it's so dumb quiet. reveal, like... Oh my god, I love it. You're like, no way! Yeah! <laughs> no time! It's so it really is one of those victories. It's also when um when they come out of the locker room with their new jerseys oh, on. Yeah. That speech. Hey. I love that scene. When the chickens are cawing on the roof and the horses are running circles in the pasture. 
They're like, uh, we're <laughs> stay together because we're ducks. <laughs> ducks fly together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, that, like, those are two moments that when you're a kid, they're like such, like, visceral victory moments. Yeah. Well, they came together in the dressing room, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like talking about where they're from and everybody's standing up, getting hyped. They get the new jerseys. They come together as the ducks. Amazing. It's great. And the jerseys are so sick. I think those are like my favorite NHL jerseys. Me too. They should stick with those. They're yeah. so dope. Well, they I, can't anymore because Disney I've, <laughs> owns those. I have another question. Uh, their symbol. Yeah. Portman has a tattoo on his chest. I mean, on, on his arm. This 13-year-old kid has a tattoo on, on his arm, which yeah. is a skull with crossed hockey sticks. Do you think... Jan, the creepy dude that he is, spotted that and was like, I think I got an idea. Yeah, I think when Portman was sleeping, he was looking at his tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently they apparently the symbol was supposed to be, yeah, the uh, Friday the 13th hockey mask. Yeah. And then they wanted to have crossbones. And then Disney was like, that's way too, that's way too dark. Yeah. And then apparently their colors were supposed to be gold and green and purple. Uh, and then... That was the original colors... Yeah, in the first movie, and then uh, I think I think Eisner um, at uh, at Disney, the like studio head, yeah, was on the phone with him and was like, "We're not doing those colors. We're doing teal and some weird purple color." Which is like amazing. I love the colors, dude. This uh, Steve Bro was like, "You can't do that. Those aren't hockey colors. Those are football colors. Sure, for Florida, it makes sense." Those aren't hockey colors. And then Eisner was like, do you want to tell the costume department or do you want me to? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, you, I'll definitely tell them. <laughs> but no, this hockey outfit looks the best. This is one of the coolest hockey. It's so good. It's yeah. perfect. It's I think amazing. Trinidad is a little better. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, final. Trinidad's jerseys were cool. They weren't the Mighty Ducks jerseys. Final call. Do you think the Ducks should have won? Um. Like, no, no. Well, yeah. Come on, look at Iceland. Like, the whole time, Iceland is just being the dirtiest, sleaziest bastards. Like, how are you going to beat a team that's been cheating the whole game? You cheat. Yeah. Come on. Like, you're fighting fire with fire. And I think they're also doing a lot of air bud rules, you know? Oh, totally. That there's no law in the <laughs> There's no rule saying you can't lasso a kid. Yeah, exactly. Um and also the yeah, changing your jerseys isn't breaking a rule. Yeah. I think they're getting away with a lot of gray stuff. They are. What do you think of the flying V? I got a question about that. Sure. That doesn't work, right? No. 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 You te- you get taken out one by one. Yeah, and then your whole line. I mean, you see it in the movie. They get taken out and then there's no defense. Yeah. It's like any sport, you want to stay spread out and open. Yeah. Like it's passing. If your team has the puck, you get open and you get into a spot where you can create a shot or set someone else up for a shot when your team doesn't have the puck you get on to someone you cover someone so that you can keep them from not scoring but no i love it i think it's genius but the amount of time it takes to set up too where they're like and everybody has to skate behind the net like by that point a player from the other team would have just murdered him behind the net and taken the puck and tried to score like especially if it's in their own end that team can go into I remember be, being a much. kid, though, and being like, what if everyone just creates a circle around the puck and then just walks it through the goal line? Um, I, I mean, that might kind of work. I think those people are also getting checked. I think one dude bowling balls them. Well, here's the thing with hockey rules. You can only hit someone. Oh, also, this movie is full of hits 
where nobody has possession of the puck, which is not allowed. I thought they changed the rules. I honestly thought that that was an old-fashioned rule. I don't think so. No, I, I, th- I thought uh, you could check anyone was an old-fashioned oh, rule. Oh, maybe. Because, uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, they are decking kids. Well, watching this now, wild, because you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, even now, it's if they have possession of the puck and have passed, you only have, I think, a couple seconds where you can still hit them because, mm-hmm. like, obviously they, they're keeping account of, like, your momentum as a person on skates. Yeah. That if they just pass the puck, you have, like, a, a couple milliseconds to hit them, right? So it's one of those things where, like, watching that, they're just, like, blocking like it's football. Like, <laughs> skating up the ice, one guy has the puck, and there's just two people, like, murdering people up the ice. And you're like, that's not how this works. And they're also <laughs> children. Yeah. And they're just, like, giving them lifelong brain damage. Oh, yeah. Some of the checks, there's so much cross-checking where they, like, put their sticks up and just, like, hit them. Yeah. That's not allowed. That, like, breaks spines. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. The guy who's going to hit uh, the Velvet Hammer. I can't remember yeah, her name, so I'm Connie. just calling her that. Uh, he's going at her with a full-on cross-check From up against behind. the boards. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, like, a thing that has broken so many spines he's in gonna hockey. Be, be, Bertuzzi her? Is yeah. that the right term? Bertuzzi was more of a punch in the side of the head from behind. And you know, then landing on top of him with his head bent. Yeah. In yeah. film, we have a thing. So uh, you call the last, I think you call the last shot the martini. <laughs> uh, and then and then you call the uh, the second last shot the window. I might have that mixed up. I haven't yeah. been on set for a while because of this pandemic. But uh, <laughs> there, there's this new thing, which is when a shot comes out of nowhere, where they're like, oh, we got to do a, a shot on, on the background here. Uh, it's, and everyone's like, that was supposed to be our last shot, man. And they're like, ah, oh, one came out of nowhere. They call it the Bertuzzi because it comes out of nowhere and slams you in the back of the head. <laughs> that's so good. Which I was like, that's uh, really sad. He should be proud he made it into the film world. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the Ducks win with a sweet shootout. Obviously, as an adult, a little less impactful with that last lap shot. But, but the cat gets her way. I love, I love how that's just like, Everybody goes silent, like, where'd the puck go? Like, you know. You know if it was in the net or not. The buzzer didn't ring? No, I know. It's been ringing the whole game. Like, the guy in the clock was like, I'm going to wait a second. (laughs) Oh, she's got something. Yeah, and he's like, wait a second. That was cool. That was really cool. What if he didn't know? He's just like, what? Where'd it go? He's just shocked. He was as shocked as everybody else. They didn't know how to push the, the buzzer. He's like, (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah she she you know if she was in if she was in goal fully different movie yeah the ducks wouldn't have lost against ice iceland i don't think so um i mean they actually probably would have like injured her if she was in goal yeah they would have the taken her out iceland game yeah that's very true definitely because yeah. that's the way they were playing yeah and goldberg sucked enough that he wasn't <laughs> he's so bad yeah it's so crazy um yeah so then the movie wraps up with that beautiful camp scene, all yeah. of them around the uh, the fire, making yeah. s'mores, singing Queen, love it, and uh, it just reminded me how much fun campfires were. Yeah, I and it's so. a good it's a good ending to the movie because you're like, oh, you want to be part of that team almost. You yeah, know? and when they're singing "We Are the Champions," like horribly off key. Yeah, love it, and you just you the camaraderie. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, that's the ending. What's your favorite moment now as an adult? Oh, my goodness. There's, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I really love... Give me your top three. Okay. I really love when Coach Bombay is making it up to the team. 
and he has a fire in a barrel, and he's like, this is a fire in a barrel, and pulls out the cutout of himself, being like, Hendrix hockey's the best, you know, and he's like, this is a distraction, and then he puts it in the fire in the barrel, and he's like, this is a distraction and a fire in a barrel, and everybody's like, yeah, woo! Love that scene. It's one of those scenes which is written so... Like it's just it's not the most economically written scene, but yeah. it's the best because of that. Because yeah. it's just like repeating <laughs> repetition is so much fun. I loved it. It's so good. And it and it's, it's kinda cute. Like I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. I also I don't think he sells it well. Like I think that line's <laughs> supposed to be delivered in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. But uh but no, that's it's a great scene. Love it. I love his photo shoot as well. That is love that. Near perfect. He looks weirdly like Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wayne Wayne Gretzky shows up in the movie That's a great to get moment. pictures with the kids too, which I think is like, it's great. It's very mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. I wish there was like a Space Jam type movie with Wayne Gretzky from the nineties. How good would that have been? <sighs> they wanted to after Space Jam came out. Uh, they're actually not Wayne Gretzky, but they're going to do one with um, Tony Hawk for skateboarding. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your uh, What's your last one? Um, oh my God! Give me a sec. You know what? What What are two? <sighs> I, I don't know. There's so many. Um, I, I really loved the intro mall scene where they're, they're, they're rollerblading yep. through. I think that's such a good, fun montage. And it's such an awesome 90s thing of like, look at this sport that only the kids are doing yeah. in the kookiest way. Yeah, I love it. And oh, I do love the the lasso thing, yep. the country music. I think that's just fun. <laughs> I don't know why. Did it bring you back a little to being uh, on, on peewee teams? Not really, no. Okay. Because not a lot of it is like what you were playing. <laughs> it brought me back a little bit. Like, I used to, I, I was on a kid's soccer team, and uh, it brought me back to, like, kind of the fun after-school feeling. Yeah, yeah, true. It just really reminded me how big of bastard kids are. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, apparently there was some bullying on, on the first set. Oh, really? Because you have these kids all hanging around. So, like, one of them is going to be sense. a bully. Yeah. And uh, they actually had to fire the kid who was going to be, I guess, who was going to be uh, cake, the cake eater. Oh, really? He was, like, not being cool to kids. And the mom wasn't doing anything. They actually had to meet once a week to go over all the kids' behavior. Whoa. And uh, that kid just kept being a problem and was bullying. And so they sent him home. That's amazing. And they uh, boosted up. I mean, I love the new Adam Banks. He's the best. He's perfect. Yeah, he looks a little malnourished, but it's terrific. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) His dad obviously isn't feeding him. Um, And then... uh, Sorry. (laughs) All right. Um, Which Mighty Duck player is making first-string NHL? Which one gives up to become successful in another field? And which one becomes a little league coach in the reboot? Nice. I think Adam Banks and Julie are both going to make it. Well, I guess Julie. Apparently, I don't think women can play in the NHL still. Which one's Julie? The she goalie. the cat or the, the cat, hammer? The cat. Okay. Yeah, I think, and I think Adam's going to the NHL. Yeah. I, okay. So Julia gets into the. It's the WHL. No, WHL is Western Hockey League. She would. I don't know what the women's ho- leagues are called. Hey, w- women's hockey league. Yeah, she goes pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, she'd be on the Olympic team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was. I think I knew someone who was the female goalie on the women's Olympic team. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So I like. Uh, so it's you're saying cake eater. Yeah. And cat. Yeah. Hey, nice. Uh, which one goes on to have a better life in a different field? <sighs> 
you know, probably Goldberg. He's going to have like a really successful delicatessen with the rest of his family. You That's know? nice. I'm going with Ken Wu. Oh yeah, Kenny Wu. Oh yes, of course. He's going to do great things. He's yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> which one becomes the, the little league coach <laughs> in the reboot? Charlie, they're already setting him up they to be a coach. Oh, he's one hundred percent wearing the uh, the. Air Bombays. <laughs> yeah, the Air Bombays. The yeah, loafers. I love how they're loafers. I know. Ugh. All right, so yeah, good. Charlie's a pretty good choice for that. Yeah. I was going to go with, uh, I was going to go with, who's the dork? Averman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with Averman. Averman's going to be Goldberg. an accountant for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a stand-up. Yeah, hopefully. Probably an accountant. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what happens. He's going to be the guy making water cooler jokes. That's when life really wrecks you. Hey, did you have a crazy weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Someone put a straitjacket on this guy. Did you get laid this weekend? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't. <laughs> I'm alone. And his catchphrase is making like duck quacks <laughs> after, after a joke. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, guys, he... He went to the Olympics. <laughs> he, he, he did good. <laughs> um, he peaked. He peaked. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So let's say they're remaking the Mighty Ducks in 2020. Um, I got a little thing after this, but uh, let's say they're doing it in 2020 as a movie. Yeah. Who do you think would play Emilio Estevez? I think Emilio would be back. Whoa. I think you got to get Emilio back, right? Not a sequel. Just a full new movie if they didn't make this. How do you mean? If they if this was the first Mighty Ducks being made now. Oh. I think Emilio I think because ah, damn, I don't know. Going Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. That's amazing. He'd I be really good at it. Don't think I think he could play the drunk lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd do good. You know who's oh. in kind of a super serious version of this movie. Who? Keanu Reeves is in this oh, movie. Yeah. Called, I think it's called The Hardball. Yeah. And yeah. it's basically that almost good like Good News Bears or Bad News Bears. Just way grittier. Way grittier <laughs> where a kid dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's oh, slap shot, but a kid dies. What? I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, yeah, because that was fucked. That movie actually was like, yeah. That was a really dark movie. That bummed me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, do you think it's hockey or do you think they move into eSports? I would hope they'd stick with hockey because hockey's still a big enough sport. What do you think yeah. this movie looks like if it's an esport movie? Because it's is that do you play teams esports? I don't know. Okay, I think so. I don't know. I don't I haven't played much esports stuff. Me neither. Um, Kyle, do you? Nah. <laughs> I guess you could play like NHL teams, but you like would be with like two v two probably. Like you'd have two people. And why not just make it about hockey? Yeah, I know, like it, it should. It should be definitely be a hockey movie. It's still. about Fortnite. Uh, he he's training. He's training. <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like. I feel like the hockey thing is near perfect. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it would have to be a sport. Yeah. Because it's just like that coming together camaraderie. Like, I feel like esports. You still have that. But maybe less. I don't want to. I'm waiting for the first underdogs esports movie. It's gonna happen for sure. I can't wait. It's gonna be the lamest movie. Yeah, I like esports. I I like watching them, but uh, it's hard considering them as a sports movie. I actually think hockey is a great sport to make a movie about. It's a faster game. It's more violent than a lot of other games, especially (laughs) in the Mighty Ducks. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's great. So I'd love to see Paul Rudd do Mm. a coach Bombay. 
Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Screw Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Paul Rudd is Coach Bombay. I love that. The hottest Coach Bombay we'd ever have. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So D2 uh, grossed the highest of the trilogy, and it also has the most mixed opinions. Uh, people really don't like this movie. And then there's people like us, usually kids in our generation, <laughs> that love it and think yeah. it's, it's, it's terrific. Um, it has 20% as, as a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. And 59% as an audience score. I don't really care about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't really think they're valid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... I'm, I was amazed about how little it was looked up to. Yeah. Um, can I read a review to you? Mm-hmm. And you just tell me your thoughts on it? <laughs> yeah, of course. And if you, as a fan, if you can make a, an argument against it? Yes. All right. Uh, this one is from, uh, I believe, the IMDb page. And it's titled, One of the Worst... One of the Most Awful Films Ever. I'm reading this verbatim. (laughs) It's very rare indeed. I have to give one as a rating, but in this case, I had to. All the magic from the first Ducks movie was gone. The plot was boring, predictable, and there wasn't any fun lines. You could say that there wasn't anything in this movie that you could use for anything. Actually, the movie could be said to give many children the wrong subjective opinion on many issues. I rate this 1 out of 10, but only because 1 is the lowest, because I would minus a point if I could. <laughs> they're just bitter. <laughs> Dude, they're so bitter. They didn't get on the Mighty Ducks team. No, yeah. They're one of those rich kids. I think it's, I think it's near as good as the first one, maybe better. I mean, I like it more. I think the, some of the lines in it are really funny. The subjective issues, like, I don't know how much this movie's really trying to dive into issues. It's not getting into any issues. No. More just like, I guess, It's like, be family. nice, have fun, come together with your team, and like, we all have daddy issues, get over it, is kind of the vibe <laughs> of it, you know? Like, <laughs> That's the message of my like everybody's too. dad in this, on that team is dead or like, yeah. an asshole, so. That's interesting. Right. I didn't even picture that. Yeah, you're totally right. Well, Adam's dad's a dick. Charlie's dad just disappeared. Coach Bombay? Nope. Yep. You know? And then yeah. I think it just goes... Hans? They only mentioned his mom. <sighs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think this movie... I didn't watch the first one again. Yeah. But I think it does have funny lines. I think it isn't as predictable as you would imagine. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't think this guy has a has a good arg- argument. I don't think so. But I do think watching the first one, like, right before it, it does have an extremely similar plot. Mm-hmm. So I understand what he's saying with it being predictable. But it's still one of the funnest movies. Like, it's a blast to watch. You feel good watching it. And you like, you still get excited, even though it is predictable. And like, it's one of the better sequels. Like, honestly, when you're writing a sequel, you're yeah. so many of them, even Aliens, like the ones that we love. Yeah. Take the first one, expand it, and yeah. so it's you get what you want. It's just a little different. Yeah, and this one obviously just goes bigger. Yeah, for um, sure. Do you like the Rocky movies? I've seen, I've missed a couple of them. I really like the third one. Yeah, with just because Mr. T's in it, <laughs> and I just love the idea of Rocky lounging around the pool, super yeah. tanned, super oily, drinking milkshakes. And then there's Mr. T just pumping chains. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A, like those movies. First one, like critically acclaimed, like really good movie. Second one follows a similar storyline. Mm-hmm. Like there's 
a fight at the end of the movie. All of them have the big fight at the end of the movie that he works Boxing towards, movie. right? So it's like the exact same thing, just like a sports movie. It's always about that one big game. Yeah. So essentially, you can be like, most sports movies are Fall fairly up. predictable, Yeah. right? Like, maybe they lose, but they've come together. But there was still that big game that they worked their way to and trained for. So, like, obviously, it's going to be a little predictable in a way. Yeah. And also, like, I don't think... <laughs> when you start this movie... I don't think anyone's thinking, I think Bombay is going to get swept up in the Hollywood lifestyle. Honestly, though, same. That is a wild turn of events. So strange. <laughs> I love that storyline. So uh, this movie was very successful. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it did have a sequel, uh, D3. Mm-hmm. It also had an animated series. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? Uh, I remember watching parts of it. Uh, we didn't have enough channels to watch the whole thing what do you think it's about um i think it's actual ducks it's animated humanoid ducks yeah and they play hockey and i don't know they get teleported across dimensions to socal where they get hired where they become uh nhl team and while they play in the nhl they fight uh this overlord who's trying to take over the universe (laughs) It's the most unreal thing. <laughs> but they're just these humanoid ducks, and they have robots That's and perfect. stuff. I, we used to have some of the toys of the humanoid ducks, and oh. they had, like, the duck masks. Yep. And then you could pull them off and see their faces. Oh, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> all right, then Disney Plus is, uh, is creating a 10-episode sequel series starring Laura Graham from Gilmore Girls, who yeah. is the best. I love Gilmore Girls, so I'm a huge supporter of this. Amazing. Um, which, uh, and she, okay, So I want you to tell me your thoughts on this press release from Disney. Okay. The new Mighty Ducks is set present-day Minnesota, where the Mighty Ducks have evolved from a scrappy underdog team to an ultra-competitive powerhouse of youth hockey. After 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat win at all costs team. Whoa. So the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys. What the fuck? What do you think of that? I'm sad. Because the kind of the moral of the whole Mighty Ducks is, uh, is, is sportsmanship. Yeah. I mean, if Bombay's not their coach anymore, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Where's Charlie? Charlie's on, on that <laughs> it's team coaching. Definitely yeah. Charlie. Yeah, actually? No, but um, I imagine it could be. Could you be. imagine he's coaching like uh, the evil team? <laughs> he's, he's a big actor now. He totally could be. Could be. Well, he's not a big actor, but he's a TV actor. What I was hoping for, like, a, a reboot of it would be, like, Coach Bombay is taking on the Jans part, you know? Yeah. Like, he's kind of retired. He's slowed down. He's running a sports shop. He's, like, trying to organize a team still and, like, keep things together. And Charlie's, like, coaching the team. And maybe Charlie's kid is on the team or something, mm-hmm. too, you know? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. And then they can still become a team. But I think, I guess, with the recognition that they've gotten as a team from the older movies... Makes sense that they're a powerhouse at this point. I'm in. Like, I like that they, because you know they're going to come around. Yeah. Like, you know the Ducks are going to remember where they came from. Yeah, you can't have that name and not have them remember where they came from. No, especially when it's the Disney property. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) not going to make them the full villains. (laughs) No. Um, One of the producers, Jordan Keener, had an idea for the fourth movie. Yeah. Did you read about that? No. So, uh, based on the play called That Championship Season, the movie would be set around Bombay dying of cancer, <gasps> and the ducks would unite around him as adults. 
Whoa. I like that for That's a fourth really one. That's nice. It's like a really emotional, nothing to do with hockey movie. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't him. think, maybe they would take him for his last skate. Oh, my goodness. That would be like kind of the end credits. On the pond that he used to oh, skate on I love with his this. dad, right? And his and he would look to like, oh. he'd look to uh, one of them who's kind of like also an alcoholic now. Yeah, have you seen Goldberg now? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Let's bring him into this movie. Uh, the The producer said any of the ducks who would be willing to come back could come back yeah. from all three movies. Goldberg, I believe his name's Sean Weiss. I think maybe he has had a very tragic and sad yeah, battle has. with drug addiction and uh and yeah you can look him up but uh he just you can tell he's incredibly troubled and he's been in 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 and out of rehab it's extremely hard being a child star yeah. as well right? I kind of just just disagree with children with child, child stars. stars it's yeah. such a sad um but uh but I think if he's brought back and if he's actually like you know if he if he can get his life back together enough to be in this movie, yeah, I think that would be a really powerful movie. Imagine if the new Mighty's du- Mighty Ducks four made an Oscar run because of how emotional and touching it was. If you did that, it could. I think that'd be like the biggest upset ever. It would, and I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm voting this one would be the better Mighty Ducks four. I think so I would I would die for that. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we kind of reached the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, what recent movie have you watched that you think you would have loved as a kid? Um, the Lego movie. It's a good one. I love the Lego movie. Yeah. It's, one it's of, chaotic. <laughs> it's it is. It is very chaotic. Colorful. I don't know. It's fun. The first one? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the second one. I didn't mind the second one. Uh, I like I, the first one a lot. Yeah, better. the first one just has such a great message about it. I love uh, when you get a property like that. And those two guys, I forget what their names are right now. I'm kicking myself. But uh, um, the Mil- Miller, Phil, yeah, Phil Lord, Phil Lord and <laughs> Phil Lord and something Miller. Yeah, two incredible directors. They did Twenty One Jump Street. They were responsible for the first uh, couple weeks of. Uh, the solo movie. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, they got fired. Uh, but uh, but I just love how they can take something that's so, um, you know, like piffy and what would be void of any good positive morals, uh, yeah. like the Lego, like making a Lego movie. Yeah. And you can see it go wrong, like they did, like the Emoji movie, where it's just kind of vain. And those guys took it and made something that actually had a lot of, uh, a lot of merit to it. They did a fantastic job. It's such a good, fun movie. Yeah. What about you? Huh. I always, when I ask this, I never prepare an answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to say um, it's not something that I've recently watched. Yeah. But it's something that I've uh, revisited. And... Uh, Yeah, I. <laughs> Kyle, we're gonna cut this out. I have no movie. <laughs> uh, God, man, I'm trying to think right now. Did you watch Toy Story four? I did. Uh, oh, actually, one of our guy, one of our guests, just brought that up. Oh, really? I really like Toy Story four. Me too. I cried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the fourth one. I don't think I would have liked as a kid. Yeah. I would have had to watch the first one. Yeah. But. 
Toy Story would have been something that I loved. I also think uh, Duke Kaboom would have been my favorite character. Oh, yeah, I love Duke Kaboom. Yeah, that's just uh, such a fun thing for a kid. I think I loved it more because I had such a connection with the, like, first two. And then when the third mm-hmm. one came out, I was already almost done high school. Yeah, a man. Yeah. And then we saw that in theaters, and it was like, oh, my goodness, I love this movie. So good. So then seeing this one, I was, like, not prepared for, for that movie. <laughs> I know. It's, so it's such an interesting... <laughs> It's interesting when uh, they choose to leave on a fourth movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to uh, tell the audience about? You're a terrific musician. I'd say I'd tell everyone to find you on Spotify. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I have a song that's out now uh, called Me and My Dog. A little bit different than the other stuff because, um, you know, it was recorded during quarantine in my bedroom. And I had like some extra things laying around, like a bass and a shaker and a tambourine. So I just added some stuff in to make it more than just me with a guitar. And I like it. It's kind of a little bit of a summer bop. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. It's out now on Spotify and uh, any streaming service as well. So please go listen to it. Great. If you like it, share it with your friends. Go find Renee on Spotify. Uh, He's just terrific. Um, Are you on social media? Yes, uh, Instagram. Where are you at? Uh, just at Renee Assant. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Willem Oslin on Instagram. Uh, thank you for joining us, Renee. You've been a pleasure. I Your brain is such a great brain. <laughs> Thanks, man. This has been really fun. <laughs> great. Uh, see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Spend my time getting drunk and getting high, trying to convince myself that I'm doing fine. Think that I'm ready, then realize it's a lie. Well, I wrapped someone's arms at the
Oh, no.